day 51 of 365, the Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Psalm chapter 24, verse 1 to 10. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean's depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God as their saviour. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors and let the king of glory enter. Who's the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, invincible in battle. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors and let the king of glory enter. Who's the king of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the king of glory. Mark chapter 5 verse 21 to chapter 6 verse 6a. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. The leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jarius, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little girl is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her, heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for twelve years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she'd gotten worse. She heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realised at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking round to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realisation of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, your suffering is over. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jarius, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jarius, Don't be afraid, just have faith. 
Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw how much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, Why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead, she's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave, and he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talithakum, which means, Little girl, get up. And the girl, who was twelve years old, immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened, and then he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, Where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed, He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honoured everywhere except his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Exodus 27 verse 1 to 28 43 Using acia wood, construct a square altar, seven and a half feet wide, seven and a half feet long, and four and a half feet high. Make horns for each of its four corners, so that the horns and altar are all one piece. Overlay the altar with bronze. Make ash, buckets, shovels, basins, meat forks, and fire pans, all of bronze. Make a bronze grating for it, and attach four bronze rings at its four corners. Install the grating halfway down the side of the altar, under the ledge. For carrying the altar, make poles from acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. Insert the poles through the rings on the two sides of the altar. The altar must be hollow, made from planks. Build it just as you were shown on the mountain. Then make the courtyard for the tabernacle, enclosed with curtains made of finely woven linen. On the south side, make the curtains 150 feet long. They will be held up by 20 posts set securely in 20 bronze bases. Hang the curtains with silver hooks and rings. Make the curtains the same on the north side. 150 feet of curtains held up by 20 posts set securely in bronze bases. Hang the curtains with silver hooks and rings. The curtains on the west end of the courtyard will be 75 feet long, supported by 10 posts set into 10 bases. The east end of the courtyard, the front, will also be 75 feet long. The courtyard entrance will be on the east end, flanked by two curtains. The curtain on the right side will be 22 and a half feet long, 
supported by three posts set into three bases. The curtain on the left side will also be 22.5 feet long, supported by three posts set into three bases. For the entrance to the courtyard, make a curtain that is 30 feet long. Make it from finely woven linen and decorate it with a beautiful embroidery in blue, purple and scarlet thread. Support it with four posts, each securely set in its own base. All the posts around the courtyard must have silver rings and hooks and bronze bases. So the entire courtyard will be 150 feet long and 75 feet wide. With curtain walls seven and a half feet high and made from finely woven linen. The bases for the post will be made of bronze. All the articles used in the rituals of the tabernacle, including all the tent pegs used to support the tabernacle and the courtyard curtains, must be made of bronze. Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to keep the lamps burning continually. The lampstand will stand in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Aaron and his sons must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is a permanent law for the people of Israel and it must be observed from generation to generation. Call for your brother Aaron and his sons Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar and Ithahmah. Set them apart from the rest of the people of Israel, so they may minister to me and be my priests. Make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. Instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as a priest set apart for my service. These are the garments they are to make. A chest piece, an ephod, a robe, a patterned tunic, a turban and a sash. They are to make these sacred garments for your brother Aaron and his sons to wear when they serve me as priests. So give them fine linen cloth, gold thread and purple, blue and scarlet thread. The craftsmen must make the ephod of finely woven linen and skillfully embroider it with gold and with blue, purple and scarlet thread. It will consist of two pieces, front and back, joined at the shoulders with two shoulder pieces. The decorative sash will be made of the same material, finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple and scarlet thread. Take two oxy stones and engrave on them the names of the tribes of Israel. Six names will be on each stone, arranged in the order of the births of the original sons of Israel. Engrave these names on the two stones in the same way a jeweller engraves a seal. Then mount the stones in the settings of the gold filigree. Fasten the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as a reminder that Aaron represents the people of Israel. Aaron will carry these names on his shoulders as a constant reminder whenever he goes before the Lord. Make the settings of gold filigree then braid two cords of pure gold and attach them to the filigree settings on the shoulders of the ephod. Then, with great skill and care, make a chest piece to be worn for seeking a decision from God. Make it to match the ephod, using finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple and scarlet thread. 
make the chest piece of a single piece of cloth folded to form a pouch of nine inches square. Mount four rows of gemstones on it. The first row will contain a red cardillion, a pale green peridot and an emerald. The second row will contain a turquoise, a blue lapis lazuli and a white moonstone. The third row will contain an orange jacinth, an agate and a purple amethyst. The fourth row will contain a blue-green beryl, an oxy and a green jasper. All these stones will be set in gold filigree. Each stone will represent one of the twelve stones of Israel and the name of that tribe will be engraved on it like a seal. To attach the chest piece to the ephod, make braided cords of pure gold thread. Then make two gold rings and attach them to the top corners of the chest piece. Tie the two gold cords to the two rings on the chest piece. Tie the other ends of the cords to the gold settings on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then make two more gold rings and attach them to the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. And make two more gold rings and attach them to the front of the ephod below the shoulder pieces just above the knot where the decorative sash is fastened to the ephod. Then attach the bottom rings of the chest piece to the rings on the ephod with blue cords. This will hold the chest piece securely to the ephod above the decorative sash. In this way, Aaron will carry the names of the tribes of Israel on the sacred chest piece over his heart when he goes into the holy place. This will be a continual reminder that he represents the people when he comes before the Lord. Insert the Urim and Thummim into the sacred chest piece so they will be carried over Aaron's heart when he goes into the Lord's presence. In this way, Aaron will always carry over his heart the objects used to determine the Lord's will for his people whenever he goes in before the Lord. Make the robe that is worn with the ephod from a single piece of blue cloth with an opening for Aaron's head in the middle of it, reinforcing the opening with a woven collar so it will not tear. Make pomegranates out of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and attach them to the hem of the robe with golden bells between them. The gold bells and pomegranates are to alternate all around the hem. Aaron will wear this robe whenever he ministers before the Lord, and the bells will tinkle as he goes in and out of the Lord's presence in the holy place. If he wears it, he will not die. Next, make a medallion of pure gold and engrave it like a seal with these words, Holy to the Lord. Attach the medallion with a blue cord to the front of Aaron's turban, where it must remain. Aaron must wear it on his forehead, so he may take on himself any guilt of the people of Israel when they consecrate their sacred offerings. He must always wear it on his forehead, so the Lord will accept the people. Weave Aaron's patterned tunic from fine linen cloth. Fashion the turban from this linen as well. Also make a sash and decorate it with colourful embroidery. For Aaron's sons, make tunics, sashes and special head coverings that are glorious and beautiful. Clothe your brother Aaron and his sons with these garments and then anoint them and ordain them. 
Consecrate them so they can serve as my priests. Also make linen undergarments for them to be worn next to their bodies, reaching from their hips to their thighs. These must be worn whenever Aaron and his sons enter the tabernacle or approach the altar in the holy place to perform their priestly duties. Then they will not incur guilt and die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and all his descendants after him. Oh. <sighs> 